All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. You know what I was thinking about just before coming on here today? What would I give up or what would you give up to see the Leafs finally win a playoff series? Honestly, as much as I love doing this show, I think I would give up doing Leafs Morning Take. Presented by Botano and Skip. It's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga with you. No celebration today. All business for game six tomorrow night in Tampa. Yes, here we go again, my friends. And they couldn't close out the Tampa Bay Lightning. Haven't seen that play out before. But Jay Rose will be by for another installment of Three Hits with Rosie in about five minutes from now. Should mention another very special guest on today's show. He's been covering the series very closely. Of course, for Hockey Night in Canada and Sportsnet, Kyle Bukoskis will drop by in about 10 for now. I believe he's at the airport getting set to hit up Tampa as we head back to game six. And again, the Maple Leafs. Falling to 0-10, 0-10 in potential series clinching games since 2018. If you want to get spicy with it, 0-11 since 2013, but different era, different players. It really is scary when you look at your screen right there. My, oh my. So much deja vu watching the game last night. We're going to jump into it for sure, but uh, really, really scary situation. And again, if you're a Leafs fan, you woke up hungover today, even though you probably didn't drink last night, or many of you did drink, but I woke up hungover. I didn't have a sip of alcohol last night because I'm like, here we go again. And it should be a very fun weekend, nonetheless. The Leafs getting set to face off against Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 6 coming up on Saturday night. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. 
at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, at the Leafs Nation 401. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed, at the Leafs Nation 401, just tap that like button as well. Leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And uh, we're available wherever you find your podcast. Just search Leafs Morning Take. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. I see the chat right now on my phone is on fire uh most of you just want to vent or rant and and go ahead just give me your thoughts on what you saw in game five and what the Leafs need to do to close out in game six and if you want to answer that question I posed off the top as well what would you give for the Leafs to win a playoff series by all means hit me up in the chat and I'll mention it here on air but again as mentioned Kyle Bukoskis is coming up in about 10 from now but let's get over the boards All right, so a 4-2 win here for the Tampa Bay Lightning in game number five. So the Maple Leafs, unfortunately, couldn't win four games in a row against a team that had won the three consecutive Stanley Cup finals. First and foremost, I couldn't help but check out Twitter, which obviously is a raging dumpster any day of the week, especially after Maple Leafs lost. All these people coming out of the woodwork saying, yeah, Michael Bunting should have played in that game. Give it a rest. You know how many people... Uh, we're in solidarity over the fact that that was the right decision by Sheldon Keefe and company. Now, all of a sudden, you lose the game. Hindsight's amazing. It is amazing. Hindsight is so amazing where you can go back in time and say, you know what? They should have done this. They should have done that. At the end of the day, I felt it was the right decision. I thought it was the right decision uh, to, to not play Michael Bunting in that game. You never want to tinker. Very seldom do you see it in the sports world. You tinker with a winning lineup. And they lose the game. All of a sudden, Michael Bunting's on that team and they win the hockey game. I just don't know if it plays out that way because I've seen many times before where Michael Bunting does play. The Leafs either lose the game, he takes a stupid penalty, or he doesn't really play a factor in the game. So stop with that BS, folks. Like, I understand where you're coming from and I understand the outrage and the unhappiness, but hindsight's so easy. It's, it's so, so easy when you can just pin back and say, you know what, this could have happened. The other thing I want to get to, and again, I'm not a major proponent of just dumping on players 24-7. We do it from time to time on this show, but I've just seen enough from Justin Hall. Having said that, I, there's nothing that they said last night, they being Sheldon Keefe, that leads me to believe that there's going to be changes in store for game six of this series, on the back end at least. I think Michael Bunting, foregone conclusions coming back into the lineup. But Justin Hall was so bad last night. I have no other way to phrase it or put it He's a minus seven in the series. I believe it was a minus three in game five. I have no clue what he was doing on the tying goal. Like that, that for me sucked the life out of that building. I thought it was a Jay Rosehill turning point of that hockey game. It's one nothing. Morgan Riley scores. 26 seconds later, Tampa comes the other way. Most defensemen in the league, I'll say most defensemen, because there are some guys who would make the same mistake that Justin Hall tried to do. Last time I checked, he's not a physical guy. Tried to lay out Brandon Hagel, who danced him. You know, like those skills classes you do in the offseason if you're a hockey player? That's why you do those skills you know, tests. Because of guys like Justin Hall, who will try to go right through you for some reason. Like, it was just a weird, weird time uh, to try to connect on that hit. You rub him out of the boards. It probably doesn't lead to that goal. But that was the first blunder. And so, just like that, Anthony Sorelli ties it up to make it a 1-1 game. 26 seconds after Morgan Riley scores the one nothing goal. I thought that was so deflating. You know, for that to happen so early in the game, uh, the Leafs, I thought, weathered the early storm. We all knew it was coming from Tampa. Samsonov made some good stops. And again, the response by Tampa, that's why this team is a champion. That's why they are Goliath. That's why they're so difficult to beat in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They keep coming at you, regardless of what the terms of the series are at. But Justin Hall, he's been on the ice for 14 goals against 
in the series. Like enough is enough. We we all have to be watching the same game, right? And I didn't make it a point to come on here and to say Timothy Lilligren needs to be in, but at some point in time, you have to make a decision. And for me, the optimal lineup right now does not include Justin Hall. It, it was the train wreck game. On top of that, the Mikey Asimont goal in the second period. I've just seen that movie way too many times. I will give Ilya Samsonov credit. After that, I thought he was pretty steady. I didn't like the third goal either. I thought he was swimming a bit last night. I felt like I was at the pool in the summer. Uh, but it, it, we just seen that movie play over and over again in Leafs Nation. It really is unfortunate. Uh, to have, you know, a game that's so so thin in terms of margin for error. And then Asimont scores that goal. It just squeaks by. just brought back terrible, terrible memories. I won't lie. But it, it is what it is. You can't dwell on stuff like that. I know it's so easy to say park it. But you got to move to game six. And uh, the Maple Leafs still up 3-2 in this series. So I'm trying my best to look at the positives. And again, just very, very disappointing from the core four. I didn't actually think they were that bad in that game. I know a lot of people were trying to rip on on the Matthews and the Marners and the Nylanders of the world, the JTs, the Ryan O'Reilly. I thought they were actually pretty good. Like Vasilevsky stepped up large last night, 29 stops. And again, I don't need, I don't need to be the first to tell you the numbers in game five, six, and seven, respectively, of series for Andre Vasilevsky. There's a reason why Vasilevsky is already widely regarded as one of the best goaltenders ever, period. Uh, for, my, for my money, he's already my Mount Rushmore. And he really, really stepped up. If you're the Leafs, you keep on coming, man. You've really solved this guy the last couple of years. And I, I still believe in this team. I will say that. And with that in mind, before I get to Kyle Bukoskis, I will turn things over to my co-host. Unfortunately, cannot be here today. But here is three hits with Rosie. Yeah, Rosie here. Sh shitty time right now. I mean, we wanted to win that game. We wanted to win it at home. We wanted to win four straight on them. We wanted to close out the series. We wanted to exercise the demons, and we didn't. So, yeah, shitty feeling. Um, I thought we started pretty decent and actually had our game scoring the first goal. I was just like cloud nine for about 10 seconds, and uh, <laughs> somebody loses their stick and twists around and is completely lost on the ice, and they quickly get it back and we just never regained any jam it seemed like it was disappointing um that one soft one on sammy too going around the same d-man who seemed to be almost caught but yeah he wasn't ready on that one or you didn't expect that i don't know but bottom line to me right now is we've put ourselves in this position to have three games to win one and uh, if we don't get it done in the first try, it's like, are we going to implode? Like, is that what this city does? Because all I see out there are these 0-10 stats and these this, that, and the, the curse continues. And, like, do you guys realize that in 2013, like, I remember that my kid was being born in the hospital on May 15th or 14th at the time, 2013. And I remember watching that implosion. And that's why I remember it so well. I wasn't with the team anymore. And it was like, wow. And like, that's, that was 10 years, you know, that they haven't won into the second round and 10 years later, they still haven't. And I get, I get the drama and I get the pissed off -edness. But if we just start hanging our heads and going nuts right now that they didn't win that game and just an avalanche and give yourselves credit. If you're a Leafs fan, you are the biggest group of fandom in the world across all sports in a lot of ways you are the dominant market in your sport and you control a lot of energy and everything that goes into 
what a team is and becomes after a hundred years of being in a big city like Toronto. And yeah, the fans aren't happy. Yeah, the fans are passionate. But like, we've got two more chances, guys. Like, we had actually a pretty good game, a couple slip-ups, but we started well. We did things that we wanted to do and it didn't work out against that team. We got Saturday night again. We just won two straight in Florida. We're going back down for Saturday. Like, everyone relax. Everyone say, hey, good old-fashioned hockey game. Don't break down the fucking details and all the other things and bitch and complain. It doesn't matter. We're playing again on Saturday. We get another crack at this thing. So get on board. Are you a fan of this team or not? Are you passionate about this team or not? Or do you just like to bitch and moan because that's what you're so used to doing? Let's break the cycle of all that shit we love to talk about and all the numbers we like to pull up. Let's break the cycle ourselves and instead of being the same fans of this team that bitch and moan and become so goddamn negative when they have one loss that we don't like that we're going to just implode. How about we don't do that? Support this club. Saturday's our day. Let's not go to negative town. I hate that shit. It solves nothing. Whew. Need to say that. Fucking Hall, are you kidding me? I can't even do it anymore, but... Um, it, it is what it is, and Saturday night is all I can think of. We're going to come out good, and we're going to get a greasy road win and, and end this series. That's what you got to think of. That's what you got to hope for. Let's go. All right, there is a Jay Rosehill from a cabin in the woods, and uh, yes, that was as heartfelt as you'll hear Jay Rosehill, and I tend to agree with him. There's no reason to dwell just uh, move forward. That's all you could pretty much do in this scenario. And that was Jay Rosehill's breakdown of Game 5 here against Tampa Bay Lightning, a 4-2 loss. Brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app. You'll get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Again, TLN15 is the promo code. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other great places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Did somebody say Skip? How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Without further ado, let's bring in today's guest, uh, some of the best lettuce in the league, bar none. Far and beyond, that's for sure. The host and uh, one of the hosts uh, of Hockey Night Canada and Sportsnet, it's none other than Kyle Bukaskis, who I believe is at Pearson Airport, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. And so I thank you for the love on the hair. I feel bad now for having a hat on, but this is the travel day look, my man. <laughs> I promise the, the listeners and viewers we get the full scope of Kyle Bukaskis. Unfortunately, that's uh, not meant to be, but uh, just your general feel. I know these fans are feeling really, really down, KB. You've covered this team quite a bit the last couple of years. How are you feeling going into game six? Oh, for me, I mean, I, of course, I'm you know, a couple different degrees removed from it than, yeah. than a, a hardcore Leaf fan, of course. Um, I come at it from a, a different perspective, but I, I think it's, you know, again, like I, I go back to how Tampa did things last year when they were on the ropes. I think about, you know, cup final game five, they went into Denver, that city was ready to party and they stole it and took it all away. And you know, ultimately they did lose the series in, in six, um, but just going into a hostile environment and, and getting a result when maybe the, the deck was stacked against you a little bit on the outside, like there's just no panic there. So I think it's, it's setting up for, for great drama again. And um, I remember having a conversation with, with my colleague Craig Simpson before the series and his big thing was, you know, if you're the Leafs, there's gotta be the mindset of, we've gotta beat them quick, gotta beat them quick because the longer this series goes on, the more the history in the last six, seven years in particular, but of course 19 without getting past the first round um, come into play. And already we're kind of seeing that here now. So, you know, I don't think it was a, it was a poor game on, on Toronto's side, uh, you know, when the, in the grand scheme of things, um, you know, they, they managed to make it close and, and we're pushing there again to the end. But um, I just thought, you know, the, the middle six for Tampa completely took over the game and uh, the Leafs didn't have have an answer to it. So back we go for, for a Saturday night game six. Are we making enough, Kyle, about Andre Vasilevsky? Like on a daily basis, year-round greatness and stars around this league with whatever you do. But Andre Vasilevsky, I said this earlier on, and I'm not standing back from it. I do think he's already in my Mount Rushmore of goalies, period, ever in the NHL. And it's tough to quantify, but like this guy always seems to show up when it matters most. And I thought by far that was his best effort last night. Would you agree? Without question. I mean, it still wasn't, I don't know if you call it perfect, of course, but I thought, you know, a couple of critical moments when the Leafs were swarming a bit, they had second, third opportunities, rebounds around the net, and and he was there. Um, and, and you could just see early on, like, there's so much just from a psychological perspective on the Tampa bench where, okay, he's been shaky, his goals have been getting by him the first four games of this series, uncharacteristic for what we know Vasilevsky to be. And for him to settle in after that early goal to Morgan Riley last night, you could just tell on the bench there was like, okay, there's the guy that we know. And the belief and, and just that confidence that um, they, they've got in him was, was back again. Not to say that it was shaken, but just a great reminder of, of who he is. So 
Uh, yeah, it's funny how the, the discourse was going on about him in the, the two days off in between games mm-hmm. four and five and, you know, the sarcastic line by him, but maybe I got to get some bleep and x-ray glasses to see through traffic. Uh, he was ready to go. You know, he was, he was wired to, to prove doubters wrong. And, you know, he talked to teammates, the coaches there around Tampa. Um, they've, they've got his back through and through because they see the work that he puts in but behind the scenes to get himself ready. Obviously, the, the big performances he's had over the years. So um, that, I think that was the, the least surprising part of the night for me was, was how he performed. Obviously, you're quite familiar with the name Morgan Riley from where you're from and all that. But man, like he has really, really stepped up. And we said this going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, just the fact that he really can rectify a wrong from the regular season, if you want to call it that. He wasn't great. I think he'd be the first to admit that. It was a tough year for him. But he has been so good. Would you argue Morgan Riley is playing the best hockey of his career right now? Yeah, I mean, the, the was that the 18-19 season when... Um, yeah, you know, the production was was off the charts, and I even thought he had a pretty good playoff there. I know in a, in a loss of seven games to Boston that season, but that that was a pretty damn good version of Morgan Riley, and and this one certainly is too. And yeah, that's that's the beauty part of playoffs, right? Like you get to game one of the first round, and everything goes back to zero, and it can work both ways. Like you can outdo a great regular season with a bad playoffs, and you can totally rewrite what had been a tough year with a great playoff. And certainly he's he's going down, you know, option B right now. Uh, it's been been fun to watch, and I think you know the presence of, of Luke Shen. I think hasn't been uh, in, insignificant in, in that as well. Just a good calming presence there. Obviously, you know the, the foot speed of Shen isn't going to blow anybody away, but is smart with uh, with some of the, a lot of his decision making. He's been around it. I think it's a, it's a great kind of partner tandem for for Morgan to have it at this stage of things. Obviously, you know you got Brody and McCabe handling a lot of the tougher matchups, but it frees a guy like Riley up to, as we again saw in the opening goal last night, jump up in the rush, hell of a shot to go posting in there on Vasilevsky's glove side. Um, yeah, there's there's just, you can tell, a, a great deal of um, a belief in, in his own game. And, you know, after it seemed like, you know, how long did it go into the regular season before he finally got his first this year? And now he's, he seems to be scoring at will. It's a total, total role reversal, but, um, you know, he's, he's, he's earned it. The longest serving Leaf, um, you can tell there's just a, such a determination to, to, to try to push this through from his perspective. There has been so many layers and so many layers in general to talk about in this series. I think one that doesn't really get spoken about enough is the gamesmanship behind the bench and the two coaches going back and forth in the media, man. Like, I've had so much fun watching that play out, whether it be John Cooper or Sheldon Keefe. Uh, what have you made of that? And has anything changed, do you feel, in your approach when it comes to Sheldon Keefe and how he reacts following losses? Because I do uh, sense a bit of a determination or like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. The Leafs are always trying to stay positive. And I, I mean, that that's all you can pretty much do in this scenario, right? Yeah, and, and that's an interesting... I was thinking the same thing. Like, like I just feel... I don't know what, what it is, uh, what the proper word is to, to describe it, but um, certainly you're seeing from, from Sheldon, there's, there's a lot more, I feel there's a lot more engaging just in the conversations with the media, whether it's the press conference or, you know, we as, as the, the broadcast right holders, we'll do a chat with them like off camera in the morning before games with both head coaches. Um, and, and it's just, you know, it just feels a, a lot more personable and whether that just has come from his time now as head coach in, in, in a market like Toronto, a little more comfortable in, in what you're doing and, and who you are and stuff. And um, so I, I will say, yeah, there's, it's, it's been, been kind of refreshing to hear his thoughts and things through the good and, and the tougher moments so far of the series. And, um, but I, like, and then John Cooper's just his own cat, right? Like it's just, yeah. it's, it's always must see TV whenever he steps up to the podium <laughs> after a win, after a loss, 
Um, and, and because, you know, part of it is just his natural uh, ability as, as quite the wordsmith, the lawyer background mm -hmm. certainly doesn't help, but he's also one too, right? Like there isn't that same, anywhere close to the same sort of pressure on, on his shoulders of, oh God, we got to get through the first round this year. We got to be Toronto. Obviously they want to, but it's just a completely different ball game for them. So there's certainly a relaxed nature to, to that. Um, he's got a great way of, of having fun with different narratives and we'll, we'll take an opportunity to, to latch on to anything he can. So um, it's just, it's two completely different kind of styles, but um, we've seen them clash it a few times, but I do know, I mean, there's, there's, there's clearly a, you know, a pretty good deal of respect between the two. They've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last few years, going through the Olympic process before that was kibosh last season, uh, kind of kickstarted that. So um, it's, it's a great chess match, whether you're on the bench during the game or, or behind the microphone in between games between the, the two for the second straight year. I always joke with Coop that he's like the Minnesota miracle man. Like he's Gordon Bombay in real life, just with the lawyer background and all that stuff. And it's just been so fascinating from that step. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know, he laughs all the time, but I'm like, dude, you're the guy with, the, with minus the DUI, of course, when it comes to Gordon Bombay. Uh, lastly, just get your thoughts here on, on game six. The anticipation obviously is already building in this market. I hope that's not the announcement for your flight, by the way. Uh, but Michael Bunting, you see a scenario where he comes in, maybe even Timothy Lilligren. Yeah, first off, I mean, it's great that you made the Bombay reference with a, a D2 poster behind your shoulder, Nick, so well done on that You part. like that, but, eh? <laughs> uh, Oh, I love it. And that's my favorite of the trilogy, I got to say. So good. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I think yeah, I think Bunting will get in, um, whether it's, you know, Sam Lafferty or Zach Castron-Reese. I mean, now they really played much. That fourth line, that for it, that's a bit of a surprise to me, how good that line was that last maybe month of the regular season. Obviously, a different ball game in the playoffs, but just haven't been the, the same level of effectiveness. So I could see the change happen in there for sure. The defense side of things, I, I don't know. Like, I, I understand the numbers around Justin Hall haven't been great. And, you know, as Keith pointed out after the game, last time I checked, he's not on the ice alone. Um, but to, to put someone like whether it's Timothy Lilligren or an Eric Gustafson, uh, whoever it may be, in a spot like this now, game six back in Tampa, and you haven't played in a, in, in a while, um, that's that's a real tough thing to, to come in and, and do. And Justin Hall, I mean, if it's not, uh, you know, TJ Brody and Mark Giordano going out first for the penalty kill, then it's usually him and, and Jake McCabe that come up afterwards. So I think the coaching staff certainly still sees his, his value in, in those scenarios. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised, despite I'm sure a lot of calls for, for change on the back end, if, if things stayed the same there and, and you know, bunting is, is kind of the one switch it forward for game six. We'll see what happens, Kyle. Have a safe flight. Keep up the great work. And thank you so much for making some time for me today, bud. All right. Anytime. Good to chat with you, buddy. You as well. Take care. That's one of the best in the business. Uh, me and Kyle have been buddies since pretty much I saw that beautiful face on TV for the first time. What an absolute stud and so thankful of KB to make some time for me here on the show today. And yeah, that's the expectation too. I think Michael Bunting is going to come in. I'd love to know from everybody in the chat who you think he replaces. Is it a Sam Lafferty? Is it a Zach Aston Reese? I think those are the two logical names. Having said that, I wasn't crazy about Alex Kerfoot last night, and this has been a soap opera, not even a soap opera, just uh, something we've we've talked about ad nauseum throughout the season again, but you couldn't take him out after scoring the OT winner. You just couldn't. And to me, that decision will come down to one of those three guys, probably one of those two guys, the first two I mentioned. And uh, we all know Lilligren should be in the lineup, but Kyle makes a good point. It's tough to bring the guy in for game six. Everything's on the line here, and you haven't won a playoff round in a long, long time. So... Very, very intrigued to see what happens moving forward to game six. Again, 
I'm doing my best. And you guys know this watching the show throughout the season. Rosie's the guy who keeps me in check. I'm now trying to be the person who keeps everybody else in check. Because again, I've been through this rodeo before in the Stanley Cup playoffs, having covered this team for sports and all that stuff and been around the NHL world for the last 12 years. Uh, there's ups, there's downs, there's highs, there's lows. And it really doesn't benefit anybody to come on here and just rip the team day in and day out. We all know the numbers by now. Uh, I think there's nothing that can be said. It's time to go out there and just do your thing if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I, quite frankly, I'm looking forward uh, to them in Tampa. And, you know, to that point, they've been actually pretty good in Tampa the last couple of years in the Stanley Cup playoffs, including back-to-back -back OT victories earlier this series. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. And uh, finally, back on the winning track yesterday, I took the under, but I thought the Leafs are going to win the game. So it's unfortunate that the under hit. It almost did in a 4-2 final, but it was 6.5. So we'll take that under. We'll move on. I'm going back to the well for Friday night, something that's hit in five straight games to start this series. And that, of course, is the Carolina-New York Islanders under 1.5 in the first period. It's money in the bank. I love the value on your screen right there. Minus 133, better than most books. Botano, that's why Botano is the best. And I think that's great value. Again, as soon as I say this, it's not going to hit. I said this last time it hit. Um, if it weren't for a video review, it wouldn't have hit. But we're 5 for 5 in this play. And uh, let's not forget as well, the Carolina Hurricanes dealing with the same type of scenario the Leafs will be dealing with in Game 6 tomorrow night. They were up 3-1 in the series. The Islanders found a way on the road. And now Carolina has to go into a very difficult building, just like the Leafs, and try to win a pivotal game six. So that's my look. The under one and a half in the first period, Carolina and the New York Islanders. And many thanks to our friends over at Botano. Again, thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys have been unbelievable the last couple of weeks here in the Stanley Cup playoffs and on fire once again today. I know it's been a roller coaster of emotions doing this show as a host. I'm sure watching and listening throughout the season. But we'll get through this, folks. The sun did come up. On this Friday, I'm feeling pretty damn good. Ultimately, it feels a bit better, I think, because it is a Friday. The warm weather is around the corner. But nonetheless, uh, I do believe, I really do believe in this Maple Leafs team. I do think they get the job done, whether it's tomorrow or in Game 7. I just have a feeling about tomorrow. They wanted everybody to celebrate rightfully on a Saturday. So I'm going to go with Sean Robertson, who says Leafs in 6. Appreciate the sentiments. Super strict 9. Sammy's potential play can be shaky. I don't think he's been fantastic in this series, but I think when needed, he's been good enough. I didn't like the Asimont goal. I didn't like the 3-1 three, three goal. Just a lot of swimming in the crease. And when Sammy's playing his game, he's very quiet in there. But I think to that point, he has been the better goalie. But we all know moving forward in this series, Ilya Samsonov does need to step up because for the, for the most part, we know what Andre Vasilevsky is going to bring to the table. The guy is just Mariano Rivera. You know, I love to call him that nickname and I have for the last couple of years. He is Mariano Rivera when it comes to uh, potential series clinching games or, you know, potential elimination games. The guy's just lights out. And I thought he was really, really strong yesterday after surrendering. I don't want to call it a suspect first goal. I thought it was a laser by Morgan Rowley. But after that, Vasilevsky was locked in. Matthew scores late. But the job had already been done for Tampa and walking to a 4-2 victory. Well, that's a bit much. Uh, Daniel N, fire Keith right now. Bring in Don Cherry. I'm not sure I agree with either. Even if they lose this series, I would hold on to Sheldon Keith. I think he's done a really, really good job. But I do think everybody, everything will be on the table. Let, let's not even get, I don't even want to get into that negative train of thought if they were to lose this series. But uh, certainly, I think moving forward, th those are sort of the, the check boxes I'm looking at in game six is just score the first goal. Having said that, the last couple games, the team that has scored first, 
Um, you know, it's it's been a smaller factor than it has the previous games. Now two in a row where the team that scored first hasn't won the game. So now three and two um, in this series. PS17 goalie scope. Appreciate that. Shooter McGavin. That's why it was quieter than normal. Only rich people are allowed to be there. A lot of conversation uh, about the uh, the fans there. I don't know if that was the case at all. I just think people were on edge. And naturally, we all felt that way. You know, the the the, the building was absolute buzzing when they scored that one nothing goal. But again, very, very short-lived. It reminded me a lot of that game against Boston a couple years back. It was 3-2 in the series. I believe Morgan Riley scores early. And then, well, we know the rest was history. Boston wins that game 4-2. They win game seven. And yeah, we're, we're still here waiting for that elusive first round series victory. So I appreciate everybody in the uh, chat for stepping up. Stick with this. We'll have content coming up um, throughout the weekend, hopefully, and also leading into next week where we start to hopefully tee up what's to come for this Maple Leafs team. But again, uh, let's see what's in store here for game six, folks. Uh, hang on. Just chill out. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Many thanks to Kyle Bukoskis and producer Alex. And of course, Jay Rose, he'll be back in the mix on Monday. You won't want to miss what he has to say. Win or lose, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.